Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about politics and what it's doing to your brain and what it's kind of doing to all of us and probably what was intended for it. If you're getting very angry about politics, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you're falling for it. If you're completely outraged by the other side, you're falling for it. The other side and the side that you are cheering for are in cahoots to divide and conquer. As long as they can create a division among the people, there's, it's very easy to plunder the people. But, so what they do is they go about, they created these different divides, right versus left. The best thing to do is tune out of it. I mean, you can watch it, but if you ever get angry at it, they're getting you. You're like watching pro wrestling and you're getting angry at the bad guy. That's what's happening. I don't care what you think. You think your shit is so righteous, which side is, is, is right and which side is wrong. Yes. I mean, there's, there's an element of some, there are people that are right. Okay. But it's not about that. Like, that's not what this, the whole game right now is trying to get everybody to be on one side or the other and make sure that there's as much people on, on just on a, a, a distribution on either side. doesn't matter. As long as there's a divide in the country, a divide in the people in general, there's going to be the inability to look above and to see how to really fix things. So don't, you don't have to totally disengage from it, but... Really, like, don't get mad at it. Don't get mad at it because guess what? They want you to get so mad at it that you do something really stupid. Look at all those motherfuckers who stormed the Capitol. All they went to jail. Okay, they went to jail. Like, none of the upper echelon of the people did, but it worked. It did its purpose. They got a a lot of prisoners out of it. And, like, if you think about it, they egged those people on to get so angry that they came to the Washington and they got fucking arrested. It's just stupidity, okay? It's the same thing with these motherfuckers who go crazy on the left and all these marches and they start looting and they get into real fucking trouble. And just because you're not getting caught by the police doesn't mean you're not getting in trouble. Because when you do, when you start to vibrate at a high level, any kind of even thought of violence needs to be like really looked at and been like, think about what had to get you to get there. Have you ever wished for somebody to be dead, like in politics? That's where you're at. If you're, I mean, to think even on that level. But then what they want you to do is start plotting and start thinking about it so much that they arrest you. <laughs> Believe me, it's. The the whole idea is to get everybody so, so angry at the other side and they think they're in this life and death struggle that they lose their minds. At the very least, they can't do much. They can't evolve much higher after that. You, there's a certain barrier that anger of prevents you from getting across. Uh, when she, if you have anger inside of you because of some bullshit politics, you you won't be able to arrive at some of the the bliss states that 
you need to to keep yourself going. It's lethal is what I'm trying to say. So even if it's even if it is true, even if you need to be angry and it's just so right to be angry and you shouldn't um you know, ignore it or whatever, of course. But even if that's true, poisoning you and it's still dividing you. And something and somebody is putting it in front of your face for that purpose. Somebody's paying good money for your eyeballs to get angry, for you to get angry through your eyeballs by reading a headline, and, and you're hunting for it. I mean, you go on Reddit, you go on politics um, blogs, and you're just looking for bad news. You're looking for headlines that make you more angry. And it's just become sort of like a practice and it's a fun game, you know, get all into it, but it's fucking pro wrestling. Hey, you can still like, you can still be fans of pro wrestlers, even though it's fake. So you still have, it's all right. But don't take it seriously because it's part of the divide and conquer strategy. Every time you get mad at other people that happen to have another viewpoint as yours, every time you get really upset about politics, it's just a like a thermometer of how hating it you are, or how how shitty your life is. If your life is like really good, like politics, you won't give a fuck about. Doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. You're fine. But if you're really depressed, it can be like a barometer about just how depressed you are. To the point where you're doing stuff that you're storming the Capitol <laughs> for some shit. So I'm just saying, like, I keep harping on that because it's just the closest example. You know, it, it could be the same for any kind of thing, but it's just people go nuts. They get obsessive, and uh, they start to cling on to things. I mean, that's another thing is, like, the whole clingy thing. Like, if you're clinging to a woman or if you're very lustful for women, all this is an indication. It's There's something going on where you're you're just unhappy. It's a quotient of your unhappiness. Um, if, if you're like super horny a lot, like that is a that is a quotient of unhappiness. It's like you need something to escape the unhappiness, and so fucking does it. Like nymphos are like sad motherfucking women, right? Not just women, men nymphos too, but uh, they're sad. They have to quell that sadness, and you know we talked about where this sadness comes from. It's a it's a uh, common denominator of all aimless thought is some morose sadness that's that builds up it's like building up phlegm and eventually you need to like spit it out and it comes out often oftentimes in the form of aggressive kind of abusive behavior a little bit like threatening people you know, doing stuff like that, getting getting your way through some kind of negative vibe. And it's, hey, the negative vibe can be effective in getting your way. But it should never be used. And animals use it. Animals use it. And they can be, it can be defended that that's kind of the only tool they have. But we as humans, we have many, many tools. And we were given the ability to think past these instinctual moves to do things. And the instinct comes when your, your mind is not activated with the beauty of the now. When your mind is activated with thoughts about other things, about remembering things and just letting them sit in you 
and, and just constantly thinking them up, not forgiving yourself, chiding yourself. All those thoughts are swirling around inside of your head. They need to be silenced. You need to be listening to the world as it is, be experiencing it, absorbing yourself into it. And when politics comes across your face, realize that they're trying to drive you back into your thoughts, drive you back into thinking, oh, everything would be good if so-and-so would just die. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll have thoughts like that, just like political leaders. You're just wishing harm, wishing death on people. Like you don't even know these people. Getting, you know, people getting, that actually do death threats online, very unhappy people, very unhappy. And I can just, if, if, you're, some, if you're somebody that has ever even like thought a death threat, or not even thought of death threat, just wish somebody dead. If you've ever done that, you're, it, it means that you've crossed way over into the other side, the dark, dark side. This is, these are dark arts, the politics. The anger that they inspire brings you to such dark, dark places in your thoughts. You even wish the death of a fellow human no matter what their fucking viewpoint is and how fucking much of an asshole they are. And now people are like, well, what if he was a murderer? Then wouldn't you want him dead? And I would say, if he was a murderer, he did it. <laughs> he didn't, couldn't control that shit. Look, when you are such, when you are in such the depths of shit, like you can do some horrible fucking crimes. And that's why it's your obligation not to let yourself get into that horrible shit. Now, people get punished. They get thrown into prison for years for just like having a momentary like low blood sugar moment where they just made a really stupid fucking move in a split second. There's people just doing like their whole life, never, never, never done. And yes, in that split second, somebody was murdered. But I look at it more just like, this could happen to anyone. It could happen to anyone. At the right moment, the right anger, the right unhappiness. It, to, to me, it looks like a lot of people murder that, like, will never murder again. Um, and then there's some that are, once they break that seal, they're just, that's what they have to do. I've always been fascinated by murder because I know about hell. I learned hell, I learned about hell very easily. Like, I just started stealing little things. <laughs> I learned that whatever you stole was taken away from you tenfold, easily, quickly. It's not even, it doesn't take that long, but it'll happen. And that's just the way life is. You can't get away with fucking anything. So when you see one of these politicians, do you think, is just getting away with everything. That they're just they're they're just Teflon, man. Like they're criminals, and like they just keep on going. We need to stop these people. Nobody gets away with shit. That's the way the universe works, and I don't know how it works that way, but it does. It's the reason why everybody dies, by the way. It's the reason why all animals die, because animals aren't fucking very moral creatures, are they? They fuck around. And they'll take what they can get. And 
it, to the extent that we mimic our animal brothers and sisters on that level is to, is when we get into the seven deadly sins. But the point is, is that we're not those. We have a higher consciousness and we can rise above all of this anger shit and we can get to a place where we're not going to, we're not going to hell. And, and what is hell? What is hell? People ask. Hell comes right to you. Hell is not something that comes after death. Hell is death of your current life, of your current charmed and beautiful life as it falls apart under your immorality. The, the immorality that you throw out there on a grand scale after a while, when you're such a shithead, it just kind of dilutes itself and you don't even notice it. But if you're normally were a decent person and you all of a sudden go to the dark side, which I did, I was like this very moral guy, and I just started doing a little dark art, dark, dark stuff, you know. And instantly, man, car got broken into. I stole, I stole one dollar, and my my car got broken into and like my stereo taken out like a very short amount of time one dollar um I, I i went to a restaurant decided to just walk out uh, you know a couple of days later i my car got towed 250 dollars what happens it, it might it's, it might even just be very easy it's like you commit something that's immoral and your mind in thinking about it and, and hoping that you don't get caught and hoping you know, that there wasn't a camera or whatever, you you start just thinking and thinking too much and to the point where you miss shit. You miss, like, the fact that you needed to move your car. You just forget. So there's a, it's just a very simple thing. But this kind of thing happens all the time. So if you're a criminal and you're doing a – and you're just like a real criminal. I mean, I hate to even use that term. If you're just somebody who does immoral things all the time, your brain is so fucking filled up, chock full of shit, that you have nothing. You have nothing left to to, to merge with reality. You're just a, your mind is just a safe, and you're just trying to keep everything straight and all your lies straight. And that's the thing about being moral is that. It doesn't require thinking. Being a good person is easy. It's being a fucking evil person that's really difficult because it requires you to think. <laughs> you have to actually strategize. Like instead of making the calculus, what is the right thing to do, which is quick, very easy. You have to be like, what is in the best interest for me? So most people are actually making two kinds of assessments and then comparing them they're like what's the right thing and what's good for me and then they just sit there in an endless loop trying to figure out which one it is and pretty soon their body just does one or the other i don't like relying on my instinctual body that way i think it's lazy and i think that it opens up a gap time in your brain for other things to slip through for you to basically let in demons and by what I mean by demons are just like your your handle on reality starts to really slip when you're dithering between your self-interest and the right thing to do. When the fact of the matter is, 
if you just focus on doing the right thing, that is it. That is in your self-interest. Like if if you just think about that and nothing else, in the long run, your self-interest is like much more helped than for you to consider at every moment wh- whether the right thing to do in that moment is in your self-interest. Having that thought is what's fucking you up more than anything that you could ever fucking do. So even if you make the right decision, you've already fucked yourself up so much that it's going to be tough to even fly right after that right decision. The, the thinking involved trying to, I mean, you can't see the future. You don't know what the fuck. You, it might be true that this, that this moral thing wouldn't be in your best interest, but it might be true that it is. And you have no fucking clue regardless. So you just have to sit there and like wonder and try to predict it. Okay, fine. Sometimes it's easy to predict. And if it's, it's a fast enough judgment, you're fast enough. But that's not, that's not the way things mostly go. It's important to, to not, one, get angry. That is just the killer of all of, – of, that is the killer. That's what fucking kills you more than anything. Anger is so carcinogenic. It is like being bombarded with radiation for like an hour. So leave it. Don't let it fucking get into you. It's such a fucking demon. And you, you'll see the demon because the demon appears inside of everybody who becomes anger. The demon ang- the anger demon is just getting passed along from person to person to person to person. It's a, it's a demon. It's a literal evil spirit demon. And everybody who gets mad, um, you'll, see the, you'll see the features of that demon in that person, the, the features of anger, the furrowed brow, the, the, the stomping of the feet, the huffing and puffing, the red face. It's, it is that, that is the demon. You're seeing it now inhabit this person, and then you see it inhabit that person. And every now and then, it inhabits you to the point where you blow your fucking lid. Yeah. And that is like an event basically that weakens you forever, that you never recover from. And the more and more you have of those, the more you like blow your top, the 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 older and weaker and less testosterone you you have as a man i mean and as a woman your vitality as a woman your tits start to shrink put it that way you need to be like um really understanding that about anger anger is so politics is like such a i mean there's just that's all you do is you turn on the tv and get fucking mad so Watch it. Don't get mad. Realize it's fucking pro wrestling. You don't know what the fuck the truth is. You really don't. So why give it, like, put too much into it, especially when you know now that it's lethal and it's, trust me, it's fake. It's manufactured to divide everyone. They've done such a great job. And they recruited this guy, this Trump guy, and, man, it's like the anger level has just skyrocketed. They're just like, this guy is great. So they keep him there. They're like, why haven't they taken him down? It's like, he's great. <laughs> we love this guy. 
he's like the perfect guy for us. And so that's well, I'm talking about the powers that be that don't want us to look up. <laughs> okay. They like, they like fucking people to, to stir shit up because it's a distraction. And f- now for the next 30 years, there's just going to be this like tribal warfare over this guy. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It's fucking pro wrestling. Okay. So you're, if you're getting mad at, I don't care what side you're on. If you're like, if you like the guy, you don't, I have friends who love the guy and like me and him are no longer friends because of it. It's fucking stupid. Like I am lifelong friends with the guy and now he won't talk to me because I like got mad. Like I got mad at some shit that Trump was doing. I was just like, he's, he's killing all these wolves. He's letting them, you know, do night hunting. And then I realized motherfucking Biden is letting them do night hunting too and letting them kill all the wolves too. So like my anger, I exploded at my friend and I lost my friend over it. And me, uh, the shit's still going on, same president, different president. So it's just like, I know, I, like that was just like a small example. I'm just like, this is, this is some fucking bullshit, okay? Nobody's, nobody's really changing anything here. There's just a lot of talk and a lot of making people angry. So I'm not going to let it get me angry anymore at all, ever. And I'm never going to take out that anger on a person that's a friend of mine. That's fucking just stupid. But people are doing that every day. They get into these vicious fights over the border. I mean, even it's, it's look, let people have their views, man. And, and they're like, well, what if it's, these are racist views? No, well, you should just, like, you should laugh. And you say, you're a racist. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, that's the only thing you can do. But do not get angry. Anyway, this is like a total aside of what I'm trying to say. But the main thing is, Remember the dark arts. Politics are the dark arts. They are anything that makes you angry is the dark arts. Anything that fosters anger among groups is the dark arts. And bec- why the dark arts are wielded by the by the people that are they have the money. Um, they they the powerful. They love the dark arts because the dark arts are what keep us the people from evolving past them, past their money. I bet you that a, you know, one of these billionaires like Jeff Bezos would pay all the money in the world if he could just be told the elixir of immortality. And guess what? I know it. I could tell him. I bet you he would give me all his fortune. He'd figure out a way to make the same amount if I could just tell him how to live forever. Because when you get that much money, you re- and you think that, oh, shit, I'm dying. <laughs> That's the only thing that really you think about. And I kind of thought my way to there. I mean, as somebody, I'm not, I, I don't have that kind of money at all, but I've thought myself there. And then I'm like, okay, well, what do I do there? Because, and, and so I'm still going to die at the same rate whether I have money or not, is money going to make it that much better? No, I better work on immortality. But then I started to understand that money was one of the biggest hindrances to to living forever. Money is like this. But then 
I mean, money, if you try to get it in the short term, you're always going to be um, feeling the anger. And the reason why money became so important, that's, that's the point I wanted to get to, is the reason why money became so important is because of the finite lifespan, because of like, yeah, I'm going to die in like 80 years. So, I mean, that's a good life. <laughs> that's a good life. I'm going to die in 80 years, so let me get all the money I can so that when I'm frail, I I won't be dependent on anything and I won't be living on skid row and I'll have a comfortable retirement. Or let me retire early and just have all this money and just – it's kind of like buying freedom from having to be like a full human, really, and like earn your living or whatever. Just figure out how to feed your fucking self. But the point is, is that the once you think your way through there, you're like, okay, but still going to die. And like now there's like, I have all this money. I have no purpose. And and I think most of these uh, rich people are figuring out how to, they're trying to figure out like a, you know, like a pill or an operation they can have that will help them to live forever. And the, the problem with that is that you can't, um, you can't do it medicinally. It has to. It has to occur eternally. Um, you have to become basically this vibrating power that attracts the molecules within you to such an extent that you form a sheath around them, and you create an astral, semi-astral physical body. And the only way you can do that is by getting rid of those thoughts that are just coming through your, you're like sweeping those. That's the main thing. It's just don't let yourself get angry. Don't let chatter of the mind occur. Fuse with the world. Like really just be happy that you're in the world. Never be depressed about it. Never let yourself feel for a second that this is not fucking awesome. And I don't mean fake it. I just mean look at it. Stop thinking about all this bullshit and look at how amazing this fucking world is and you're in it and you're alive and you're walking around in it. Isn't that crazy? It w- it's crazier. if it, it, That's why that, that, that film, the, the Matrix, is a good one because it's like – you basically, when you're thinking about your bullshit, you're just sitting in the matrix pod going through the motions of this reality. You're not like Neo taking control of it. You're just, you're just kind of being a victim of it and, and actually begrudging it and, and finding it not very satisfying and like always having a problem with it, controlling people through anger, controlling through people through aggressive uh, aggression. That's your only kind of defense mechanism. You're you're living a, a, a nasty, short, brutish life that everybody has told you that you have to lead because guess what? Everybody dies. <laughs> everybody dies. I mean, I have some friends in the Himalayas that would tell you otherwise, but Hey, that's what they say. That's everybody believes that. And some people are very resigned to it. They're like, yeah, that's, that's my one comfort is that I know one day I will die. 
man, what a depressing – somebody just said that to me. I was like, look, we need to help. We need to help you out. You know, I was like, I got to get you laid, you know. <laughs> so – but the whole point is the – the if, if you're not, like, in awe of being here, then you're you're off the path. I'm telling you, you're off the path. And anything that gets you off there is and, – and the main thing that gets you off there is the fucking – chatter in your mind it stops your breathing and it it lets much less oxygen come in you become sort of oxygen deprived mind um you then reach for sugary snacks to like make up for it sometimes or you make for other kinds of food to just like shove your face because your chattering mind won't shut up and you you then create other deficits with inside of you that also affect your mind and also make you dep- uh, when you get into a, like a, a, a blood sugar um, back and forth, that's, that's really terrible. Um, that's something that's like a, a mild form of manic depression and it can drive you insane. It can just make you look at life in annoy, like the, in an annoyed fashion all the time, just constantly annoyed at what you have to do and like life itself. And you, 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 you believe so wholeheartedly in what you are annoyed at that you can't even see that your whole status is now annoying, is now anno- annoyance. Knowing that you're just constantly thinking, hey, this life is not that great. Like I need to figure out this. I need to figure out, I need to do something. I, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? That's like, get that out of there. It's just fucking wipe it away. Just be like, stop. Take a deep breath. Open up your stomach when you breathe. Don't fucking just breathe these little tiny breaths. You're, you're, once you can, sweep away these evil thoughts that are the are the barrier between you and eternity it's like hey is it that easy yet um can you give me your fortune now uh mr bezos because that's all it is it's all it takes and it doesn't cost a thing but it's worth because once you get rid of that shit you become a god on this earth you become like the original adam uh, you know, when you look at the Garden of Eden, it, what was Adam guilty? He was, his guilt was that he was guilty. His guilt, his shame was that he actually had shame. Like he shouldn't even had any of those. They shouldn't have entered his head. Why? Because his head should have been empty. That's how you stay in the Garden of Eden. Once these negative emotions come in, like guilt, shame, envy, all the deadly sins, you've left the garden like nothing and the garden can get you can get right back into it by just sweeping it away that's why they have this that doctrine of forgiveness because it's it's kind of true if you can just the forgiveness doctrine in catholicism was always there to just wipe those guilty thoughts away god forgives you just hey don't get so relaxed god forgives you and then just stop thinking about it. And then that person can be a functioning person again. That guilt goes away. It does a little, I think it helps a lot probably to know 
that you're, you, you've given your confession to a priest and the priest says, you're forgiven, you just have to do these things. It's, it's a very... Um, It's a very cleansing effect to forgive yourself, and you can do that too. That's that's another way of of quelling these thoughts because a lot of times they are guilty thoughts. So you say, "I forgive myself for that." Enough. I forgave myself for that, or say, I, "In the past tense." The point is, you will never understand. Like your molecules are counting on you. Your molecules are here to stay if you want them, if you'll have them but they need you being cheery about it. They don't want you just like feeling like, oh man, this is not fun. Like I, I'm not getting enough um, women or whatever. Like I, I, I'm horny and like I, I feel trapped. Uh, bullshit. It's all because you're just not in the amazingness of this reality. Once you get into the amazingness of this reality and you just start to merge with it on a daily basis, you just wake up happy every day blissful every day. But once you start sweeping these thoughts from your mind and just not letting them even invade your fucking, your, your windshield, as it were, you think about your mind as a windshield and think about those thoughts as like something just putting a hand on top of your windshield. You just turn on the windshield wiper. It, every single thought that comes into your head, if it's not an intentional thought, if it's not you trying to solve a problem, a real problem, then you have to get it away. And yeah, you're, if you want to walk around and solve a problem, that's fine. But make sure you're intentionally doing it and you're thinking only about that. Don't let it wander to some other bullshit or some other things that make you upset. Don't be very focused about that thinking. And then you're not, you're not leaving the garden. The garden isn't just thinking intentionally. The garden is thinking unintentionally. That's, that's the seat of all the deadly sins. That's the seat of leaving the Garden of Eden. That's what Adam did, and that's why he was cast out, him and Eve. So never mind that they ate some fruit, and that swung their blood sugar, and that kind of contributed to it. Hey, it's their fault for eating the fruit because dude said don't eat the fruit. He was saying, look, you're going to get low blood sugar. You're going to do something stupid, and then you're going to be out of here. And, and I don't know if I'm going to come back. The secret is, is that Adam and Eve came back to the garden like very quickly. After, they just stopped eating the fruit, and they were like, you know what? We're not going to eat this fruit. And they, they were in the garden for many, many years, and they left like willingly again recently. And uh, I don't know if they got back yet, but it was – I'm just saying, like, this is like 5,000 years later. They just they got into an argument. I don't know. Point is, Adam and Eve were in and out of that garden all the time. They, they would go in. They would leave. They would be cast out. The, the story we hear about the Bible is just this one time. And it's always, it usually is them eating the fruit. And for us, it's, you know, our fruit is we've made the fruit into alcohol. Maybe the fruit was alcohol. It could have been some fruit that because of where it was situated it became alcohol a very concentrated um you know maybe it was just some alcoholic fruit or something at the time i don't know but the point is it, it made them really swing their blood sugar to the point where they would do stupid things 
and it would think stupid things. And that's really where the source of pain comes from. It comes, all, most pain is not being inflicted upon you with a bat. Most pain, the, the large majority of pain is emotional pain. Even when you have physical pain, you have the emotional pain of like, oh my God, is this physical pain ever going to go away? And that's even, sometimes even worse because if somebody just tells you, hey, this shit's going to go away in like a day, like just relax. That can sometimes help. When people tell you, well, you know what? There's nothing we can do about this pain. It, it's going to be with you forever. That, the emotional pain of hearing that is much worse than the pain itself. So emotional pain is far deadlier for the, for the molecules because the molecules are bathing in that. Physical pain, the molecules are bathing in for a, a, a shorter amount of time, unless it's like chronic, chronic pain. And for chronic pain, if you really have chronic pain, there's, there's, a, there's a centering quality to the chronic pain. And it's meant to keep you still. And it's meant to get you to just really focus on something. I don't know what it is, but it's there for that reason. And it will go away the minute you kind of figure out what it is that you're doing wrong. Um, realize that, like, the minute, even when you're in a, in, a, in a chronic pain situation or a situation that's really bad, you can often, like, look at life like, why me? Like, it's fucking me over. And it's like, I'm a good person. Like, good people get fucked over. And it's like, why me? And... If you're able to bounce back from something like that, if you're able to like look that in the face and still be positive, the in the eyes of like a god, think about a god looking down on somebody like that. Here's the god sees what's going on. The god says, "Wow, here's this guy. Everything got taken from him. He just got completely fucked in the ass, and he's still cheery. He's fine." Do you know how much credit? you get in the God kingdom for that because that you're actually doing something that one of these gods who are looking down on you, they're like, I wouldn't even do that. If I was in that dude's position, cause they watch us like fucking TV and they're like, Oh man, they know our weaknesses. They know how cowardly we are. They know how fearful we are. And when we do something brave, it's much cooler than when they do something brave. They're gods. Gods always do brave shit. They're brave. They're gods. But humans are weak, they're feeble, and when they do something that's impressive, when they turn, when they become stronger from, from adversity rather than become weaker and defeated and angry and fucking upset, it, the, the, the forces that are looking down on us, the, the nature itself, the universe itself is just like, yeah, I like that. I like those molecules. I like those molecules. The universe wants to be those molecules. The universe universally wants to be more of those molecules than the other molecules. So the universe favors those molecules. There's a Darwinian like positivity, positivity going on in the molecules of the universe. The universe is, is, a, is a universe of good. That's why when you try to do fucked up shit, it always comes back to you. They don't want your molecules existing. They're trying to trend towards towards godhood, really. I mean, the whole point of sending down god spirits like humans, which are basically gods encased in flesh, is to 
to turn this realm into a heaven. It's a fucking hard feat. person to come down here to try it was Lucifer, by the way. I mean, that's the real secret of that Bible, is that he was the first guy to be like, hey, I think we can make a heaven down here. And all the gods were like, no, there's nothing but misery in a physical world. It's a physical world. There's gonna, you know, there's animals that eat other animals. There's there's all kinds of horrible stuff that can happen because humans are not invincible, and they're doing some fucked up shit, and they're bound to get like some horrible suffering going on, just from natural disasters, from anything. When you live in a physical world, there's going to be a lot of suffering, and so they were against it. And so this, this Lucifer was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking try it. And he was, you know, they just, they made fun of him. They, 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 they didn't like, I mean, there's all this mythology about him being this damned spirit. He's just this fucking fallen angel that came down to try to figure out if he could make this. It's like a business venture. It's like a stock. Ever since he came, then they kept sending other people down. And, uh, you know, Adam and Eve and whatever, just different people, uh, Christ, like real, I mean, these are, we, these are top lieutenants. They start bringing them down, try to, the, the Archangel Michael, whatever, you know, like they're trying to basically tell the devil, like, come back, like, try this out. And, but then they start to see that there's like some kind of weird, it, it's because of the fact that that there's so much danger and there's so much craziness and there's so much finite ability to, to key stay together that the stakes are so high here that the, her, the heroism is actually much inflated compared to the gods themselves. The gods look, look at the heroism of, of humans and they're like, wow, like that's insane. This guy is like just one man and he's fighting off this whole world and he's winning because he's a positive, because he's a fucking, and he's doing it positively. I mean, they don't necessarily like conquerors. It's just about when, when faced with adversity, the person turns positive instead of negative. Nothing gets more credit than that. Nothing. So you're, and that, and that's a, then you start to have an easier time. You know, you start to just not encounter the obstacles that would make you angry. Um, and chances are you were on the wrong path and that's why all this fucked up shit happened to you and like it's just a fucking sign for that. And there's just, it's just the way that things have to be shown to you. And for me, it was just like a whole year of just being an evil guy. Like, not you know, just a scumbag. And man, my whole life just kind of fell apart at the seams. Lost my girlfriend, lost, like my, I was like trying to become a, going to law school. I just fucking abandoned all that. I just, this was like right around college many, many years ago. But it was, it was a real moment of just understanding like, hey, you're not going to get away with anything evil. So, so let's just say you do something that's in your, in your interest, but it's not the right thing. It's, guess what? It's not in your interest. Unless it's like, if it, you know, if unless you're like saving your life, but you know that is the right thing. If you're if you're you know in self defense, it's self defense. But my point is, if you're doing something that's like deviating from the right path, and you think because it's to your advantage, 
it's very likely that it's not. And there might be like one in a million chance that it is, but the path you're on is so fucked up from that point because you kind of learned the wrong lesson that you're going to start really fucking up anyway. So just be honest, just in order to keep your mind from having to think when you don't want it to and to cloud your mind so that you're not communing with the beautiful earth that we're in. You have to be a good person. Just, 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 a, just say, hey, I'm just going to do the right thing. And that's it. So what does that include? Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Can you look at porn? Is that actually a good, is that a right thing to do? I kind of, eh, I don't think it is. And I think that the fact that you want to look at it is a fucking symptom that you're not, you're not fucking here. You're not actually like in awe of where you are. So you want to stick your dick, like you want to fantasize about being where you're not and jerk off to it. And that's, I don't know why I went to that, but I just kind of like, that's a, that's a, that's just one aspect of, of, of signs. They're like lights on the dashboard, like that you're, you're not doing well by your molecules. Your molecules won't stay together because you're such a great fucking bit off king. Um, they, they're, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be mildly happy about it here and there when you do it, but they would rather you figure out how to commune with the nature, commune with the other molecules in a positive way and, and look at the path that opens up to you when you do. See what happens. It, it's going to be a miracle because not only will you feel feeling like instant bliss, but you will be breathing better. And with that oxygen, your mind will start to become extremely expanded. You will start to become extremely intelligent. And you'll be able to think your way out of any of these problems that you think you have, which you don't. And just if you have problems, you take them one at a time. You think about them directly. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't always have to have a clear mind. But it's, it's either a piece of paper that you're just scribbling on and scribbling on and making all kinds of marks on and it's always just a mess. Or it's a piece of paper where you write little notes where you have little thoughts, where you, 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 you develop ideas intentionally. There's nothing wrong with that. So anything that's going to get you mad, uh, arguments, and, you know, why get into an argument with your spouse? Why? Like where you get angry. It's just not, it's not the way to go. And, and if they get angry at you, don't give it back. Just be apologetic and be as positive as you can. And they'll snap out of it. It's a demon. Remember, the anger demon, it invades everyone. And once it's in somebody, I actually don't blame them for crimes. And, you know, the law, for some, in some cases, it doesn't either. It's like they call them the crimes of passion. So I don't blame – I don't get mad at people because – I realize that they do stupid things that are not in their interest because they're asleep, because they're not, they're, they're, they're listening to the chatter of their mind instead of listening to 
instead of just communing and being happy to be alive. This is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. I am Mike Trojan. You can find me on Twitter at Occult Knowledge. If there's something that you want to ask me, I think you should ask me there. Bye.